the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Let me read some verses from 1 Corinthians chapter 9, starting from verse 24. St. Paul says, Do you not know that those who run in a race all run but nine from verse 24. I will read one, I will explain while I'm reading. Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may obtain it. So St. Paul said, if there is a race, everyone runs, but how many will win the prize? Only one. Then he gave us an instruction in our spiritual life, run in such a way that you may obtain. So in our spiritual life, we need to keep in our mind that we are in a race. We are in a race. But this doesn't mean only one will go to heaven, like one will obtain the crown. But he means the mindset of a person who is running in a race. He is competing. He is not taking it um, uh, with laziness or laid back. A person who is running in the race, actually on a strict diet, on exercises every day, during the race, he is running, is not distracted by anything, has one goal in his mind to actually get the crown. That's why he gave us this instruction, run in such a way that you may obtain it, that you may obtain the eternal life. So we need to be very zealous in our spiritual life. We need to uh, be on a certain discipline, uh, like uh, spiritual exercises, and also we should not be distracted with any distraction in order to obtain the eternal life. Verse 25, And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. So, temperate means they control themselves. They control themselves in everything. Otherwise, he will not obtain the prize. He will lose the race. Even St. Paul at the end of his life, he said, I have finished the race. So he considered his spiritual journey as a race. And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now they, people who run in a race, do it to obtain a perishable crown. So something temporary. But we for an imperishable crown. We are running this spiritual race to obtain imperishable crown, to eternal life. Therefore, I run thus. So St. Paul gives himself as an example. In my spiritual journey, I am running like in a race. Has the mindset that I am in a race. And again, that's why at the end of his life he said, I have finished the race. So do we have this mindset? that we are running in a race, not with uncertainty, 
A person who is actually temperate in everything, controls himself on the strict regime, who does the exercises every day, he knows when he runs that he will win, not with uncertainty. In the same way, when we run in such a way, we know through the grace of God we will actually win eternal life. Thus I fight, not as one who beats the air, person who beats the air doesn't know what he's doing, but said, no, I am fighting the good fight. And again, he said, I have fought the good fight. So when I'm fighting with Satan, when I'm fighting with the desires of the flesh, when I'm fighting with the temptation of the world, I'm not fighting as if one beats the air. I know my goal. I know the rules of the fight. I follow these rules in order to win the imperishable crown. And he finished by saying, by I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. So if St. Paul himself is concerned that he might be disqualified, and that's why he disciplined his body, bring it into subjection, lest after I preached others, I myself should be disqualified. So, in order actually to have this mindset of of a race, number one, we need to have a goal. A person running in the race knows the goal is to win the crown. Number two, I need to control myself. Like the person, he's in a strict diet. And number three, exercise. So today, actually, I will speak about the spiritual exercise. What are the spiritual exercises that we need to practice in order to win the race? Spiritual exercises has a different name, the spiritual canon or the spiritual rule, the canon al-ruhi. The spiritual canon is our prayers, uh, scripture reading, uh, fasting, prostration, etc. That's the spiritual exercises that we need actually to train ourselves every day in these things if we want actually to compete and win the race. What is the importance of having a spiritual canon or a spiritual rule? By the way, the word canon is a Greek word and means ruler. Mastara. So even the word ruler from the word rule. So spiritual canon or spiritual rule means the rule that I follow and I measure myself with it. That's the spiritual canon. A rule, a certain rule I follow every day. Especially we are uh, يعني, and then we have tendency toward laziness. Uh, oh, I, I'm gonna wake up early to pray. No, just escape the prayer. Or just I say short prayer. I just say our Father who art in heaven. And at the end of the day, if I'm tired, no, I don't have to, time to pray. God knows my heart. I'm gonna sleep without praying. You know? If a person in a race starts to do this with exercises and start to do this with his diet, 
he will never win the race. He, they are very disciplined, very disciplined. So we need to be very disciplined if if we want to win the race. Uh, sometimes we leave ourselves to our mood. If I have a mood to pray, I will pray. If my mood, I have wrong day today or bad day today, no, I'm not going to pray. Uh, I'm going to quit. And what actually determines our spiritual exercise is not a certain rule, but my mood. My fasting depends on the mood. My uh, studying of scripture depends on the mood. My going to the church depends on the mood. My prayer depends on the mood, and etc. And again, a person who is following his mood cannot win the race. Cannot. If we have this mindset that we are in a race, we need to be very disciplined. In Second Timothy, chapter two, and verse five. Uh, let's start from uh, verse 4. He said, No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. So St. Paul gives us another mindset. Not of the race, but you are a soldier in the war. If you are a soldier in a war, you will not be distracted with anything in life. Otherwise, you will not win the war. Verse 5, And also, if anyone competes in athletics, he is not not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. So there are rules. I need to follow this rule in order actually to win. A third example, the hard-working farmer must be first to partake of the crops, the hard working. But a lazy farmer who is following his mood, he will never have crops, he will never have fruits. At the time of harvest, he will actually collect nothing. So all these verses speak to us about the importance of having a rule in our life. Because without this rule, we cannot win. David, in his psalm, said, I will fulfill my vows to the Lord day after day. Vows here is not only monetary vows, but vows when we were baptized, we committed and we dedicated our life to God. And this dedication means we need, we ought, or what we should do to God. In the Divine Liturgy, you hear it is fitting and right to praise Him, to worship Him, to glorify Him. So, I must worship Him, uh, glorify Him, serve Him, pray to Him. So, this is my obligation toward God. These are my vows toward God. And I should actually fulfill my vows day after day. Uh, Especially there is a war 
all the time between the flesh and the spirit. Spirit wants to pray, flesh wants to sleep. Spirit wants to fast, flesh doesn't want to fast. So there is a war. The importance of the benefit of the spiritual rule or canon will help me to win the war in, in favor of the spirit against the flesh. When actually I follow a certain rule. That's why St. Paul said, I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest after I preach to others, I myself become disqualified. What are some obstacles to follow the spiritual rule? The first obstacle, I am bored. Uh, I started praying, but I am bored to spend 10 minutes or 15 minutes in prayer. That's too much. So there is a virtue called virtue of coercion or enforcement. The Lord, the Lord said, kingdom of heaven will be taken by force. And those who are forcing themselves will get Meaning what? All of us, we force it ourselves to study and to go to school. Otherwise, we will not actually have a degree. All of us, we force ourselves to go to work. Otherwise, we will not have uh, income at the end of the month. So in the same way, we need to discipline ourselves and to force ourselves in when it comes to our spiritual life. When I have no desire to pray, I need to force myself to pray. I have no desire to read the Bible, I have to force myself. I have no desire to fast, I need to force myself. That's exactly what St. Paul said, I discipline my body and bring it into subjection. Forcing yourself. And believe me, the, the difficult step is the first step. But once you force yourself, and you taste the joy of prayer, the joy of the scripture, the joy of the fasting, actually you will continue with love and you will not feel that you are doing something against your own will. Actually, you, you will see that the day in which you are praying, uh, in which you did not pray, you are missing something. So just force yourself at the beginning. The second obstacle, uh, we say, I don't understand. I read the scripture and I don't understand. I pray from the Agbeya and I don't understand the Psalms. Let me tell you, all of us, to finish our uh, high school or our college uh, degree, we studied and we were tested and examined in a different subject, more difficult than subscription. But the problem, we don't have the desire to read and to study. We don't have the ambition to understand the scripture or the book of Psalms. But if you dedicate some time to study, you will understand. The Bible is not an impossible book for under, to understand. Many people can understand it. And thank God, 
if you compare nowadays with 30 years ago, 30 years ago, it was very difficult to find uh, a commentary from the Coptic Church on the scripture. Now, and actually, if you find it, it's expensive and you cannot afford. You have to buy. But now, actually, thank God, the commentaries in Arabic and in English are available as applications on our phones. So there is no excuse. There is Arabic application called Tafsir in Ingeed. And in this application, you can find the commentary for Abuna Tadrus Ya'ub Malati and Abuna Tunis Fikri and St. Mark Church in Masri Gidida, Kilobatra. In English, there is a comment, uh, uh, application called Katina, C-A-T-E-N-A. In this application, you will have commentary from uh, the, the church fathers on each single verse in the scripture, from Genesis to Revelation. And these applications are free. All what you need to do is just download them and read and study. So don't take the easy way and say, I don't understand, I'm not going to read the Bible. That besides the many videos and sermons, commentary, and in the Southern Diocese, we finished the Old New Testament from Matthew to Revelation in English. And also now we are doing the Book of Psalms. In Arabic, there are many Abuna Dawud Lama'i, Abuna Tadrus Ya'ub, Abuna Abraham Nagib, many, many fathers actually uh, has commentary in Arabic. Just listen. And if you don't like reading, listen. So there is no excuse to say, I don't understand. Then let me come to the third obstacle. The third obstacle, I don't have time. Where is the time to pray? and to read, and to study, and to uh, go to church, and to read spiritual reading. We don't have time. And here, like, I, I want to say two, two points here. Number one, what are your priorities? What benefits a man if he gains the whole world and loses his eternity? What benefit you will have? So, is the kingdom of heaven and your salvation is a priority for you or no? Definitely, if it is a priority, you will find the time to do it. I don't see anyone said, I did not eat for the last 10 days because I don't have time. Regardless how busy we are, we have time to eat. Nobody said, you know, I went to work with my pyjama because I don't have time to be dressed in the morning. No matter how late you are, you dress before going to work. In the same way, if you feel prayer is a priority, you will not leave your house without praying. No matter what. That's my first point. Is your spiritual life a priority to you or not? If it's a priority to you, you will make the time. As the American parable says, if there is a will, there is a way. If there is a will, there is a way. Number two, about time, time management. We need actually to be good in how to manage our time. 
managing your time is like packing your luggage. Uh, your luggage is the time that you have. If you're going to throw your items in, in the luggage, your luggage will take four, five items, seven items, and that's it. But if you back well and you put this next to this next to this, then the luggage can take 20 items. It's the same. So think about this, your time. If you are waking up with no schedule, and as just one phone call take from you 30 minutes, then you meet somebody and talk to him for about 20 minutes, then you do, there is no schedule you are following, then at the end of the day, your productivity will be very low. But when you have a schedule to manage your time, I will work at this time, this time for prayer, getting ready to work, then I will go to work, during lunch time, I will read like a spiritual book or I'll do something. When I come, I will pray. I will read my scripture. This time for studying. This time my family time. This time for uh, uh, just resting and relaxing. This time just go out with my friends. Just budget your time. Budget your time. A person who knows how to budget, for example, his money, if, if, if I make 1,000, I will budget 1,000, and I live according to 1,000. If I make 10,000, I will budget my money and live by 10,000. That's the same for time. Budget your time. See what the time is available, and distribute it among family, among your personal needs, among uh, prayer and spiritual rule. So you need to budget your time. So these are the most common three obstacles. Uh, I have no desire to pray or read, or I have no time, or I don't understand. If you overcome these three obstacles, and then you are committed to the spiritual rule, definitely you will start actually following a spiritual rule, and then you will reap the fruit. You will feel growth in your spiritual life. You will feel that, you know, the fruit of the Spirit start to grow in your life, and you will enjoy your uh, relationship with God. Regarding the rules, who said the rules? It's not me. Sometimes we serve God according to what I see is right. The rules is set by God. Like the traffic rules, are set here by, by the state. You cannot say, you know what, the speed limit, I don't think that 30 is is good speed limit. Uh, it should be 45. You'll get a ticket. You know? So you need to follow the rules. No one is competing without following the rules. God, when he asked Abraham to offer his son, who set the place? It's God. We, we read in Genesis 22, verse 4, and on the third day, Abraham lifted his eyes and saw the place from afar off. So God made Abraham and Isaac to walk three days. Abraham did not argue with God, is it not enough that I'm going to offer my son as a sacrifice, and then you make me go and trip for three days? But he followed the rule. God told him, this is the place 
Abraham followed the rule even without understanding why he has to walk three days to see the mountain on which he should offer his son. And we have many examples from the scripture about people who followed the spiritual rule. David had a spiritual rule. He said, seven times every day, I praise your holy name. David was a king with so many responsibilities, but he was able actually to pray to God seven times every day and to wake up in the middle of the night to praise the Lord. And before the dawn, wake up early to praise God. Because David put God as a priority in his life. Daniel, they were in captivity, he and his friends. And the king ordered them to eat certain food. But Daniel was fasting. And he said, no, we are not going to eat this food. Try us for 10 days. And let us eat the fasting food. And actually, after the tried it for 10 days, they found them better than the rest. Here Daniel did not take an excuse and said, you know what, I'm in captivity, this is the king's order, so I, I will break the fast. He didn't do this. He was committed, determined. We read in the book of Daniel, chapter 1, Daniel purposed in his heart. He made a decision, no, I'm not going to break my fast. Unfortunately, uh, like during Christmas, there are Christmas parties. And most of us, when we go to these Christmas parties, just it doesn't take one second to make a decision, I will break my fast tonight at this party. Although we are fasting. Why, why don't we follow Daniel? Is the spiritual rule important to my life or not? Mary and Martha. Mary followed the spiritual rule. There is time for prayer, time for uh, uh, contemplation, time for serving. So the Lord Jesus Christ was preaching. Mary sat at his feet listening to him. Martha did not follow the spiritual rule. Martha started to go and prepare the food while the Lord was preaching. And she started to complain about her sister. And as St. John Chrysostom said, Martha was blamed, not because she was serving. Serving is something good, but she was serving at the wrong time. There is time to pray, time to contemplate, time to listen to the Lord, and time to serve. That is, again, a spiritual rule. That's why God praised Maria, and he did not praise Martha, although she was serving. He told her, you are distracted with so many things, but there is need for one. The need is for one. Uh, John, John the Baptist, was also very disciplined. The Lord said about him, uh, so John the Baptist is not like a reed moved by the wind. Reed moved by, moved by the wind means today I have a desire to pray, I will pray. Another wind tomorrow, no, I'm not going to pray. I'm not going to go to church. Then, so, a person who is moved by the wind of his mood. No, John the Baptist was not like this. He was very disciplined. Uh, and that's why he, he is the greater among those born of women. Sometimes Satan tells us, but 
you are tired, you need to eat. Fasting will uh, not help you. Of course, I'm not speaking about people who are yeah, really, really sick and, and they should not fast, or uh, people who have problems like their back and they cannot stand for prayer for a long time and they have to sit down while praying. I'm not speaking about this, but I'm speaking about the excuses. The excuses. You know, I don't like to stand in the church for three hours. That's too long. And after we finish the church, he goes out and stand with, stand with his friends for 30 minutes or 45 minutes speaking and no back pain. Why the back pain disappeared? It's just only during the time of prayer. But after this, no. I, I am fine. So we need here to remember what the Lord said uh, when the, He said, "If your eye causes you to sin, block it out." It's better to go to uh, heaven with one eye only, then the whole body will be thrown into hell. So we need actually to discipline ourselves and not to respond easily when our body start to complain because many of these complaints are just excuses not real uh, illness that we should uh, follow the needs of the body here uh, one one blind man his name Bartimaeus he saw the Lord walking or he he heard the Lord walking so he started calling on, on God, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. The people told him, be silent. He will not actually look at you. He's busy, has many crowd around him. While the people said to Bartimaeus, be silent, he cried more and, and raised his voice more. And the Lord stood and called Bartimaeus and healed him. I'm sure there were many blind people, but they don't have the determination of Bartimaeus. And when the people told them be silent, then they were silent. In the same way, sometimes when I start uh, praying, Satan will tell me be silent. God is upset at you. God is disappointed at you. God will not uh, look at you. Don't uh, you recall? the sins that you have committed in your life, and then we respond to Satan and we become silent. But if we follow what Bartimaeus did and we are committed to our spiritual canon, when we start to cry aloud more and raise our voice to God asking for his mercy, I'm not speaking about voice, but I'm speaking from the heart, then actually God will respond to us as he did with um, Bartimaeus. When we follow a spiritual canon, uh, number one, actually, we will be filled spiritually. We will be satisfied. The Lord said on the Sermon on the Mountain, uh, Blessed are those who are hungry and thirsty for righteousness, for they shall be filled. So, when I am hungry for the word of God, hungry to speak with God, hungry to uh, go to church, then God will satisfy me and I will feel his grace in his life. Also, 
when spiritual canon is like our nourishment. A baby cannot grow if he is not nourished well. In the same way, we cannot grow spiritually if we are not nourished spiritually well. And when we are nourished well spiritually, we will grow. And here, I want to say two points, consistency and quality. Consistency and quality. You cannot eat one day and skip three days, and then eat two days and skip five days, and you expect to have good physical health. No, your body will not be good. You maybe will not survive this. In the same way, you cannot just pray one day, skip three days, and then pray two days and skip five days, uh, and then you want to be growing spiritually. You know, it, it, it will not happen. That's why consistency is very important. Once you start on your spiritual canon, you need to be consistent. Number two, quality. As they say, there's junk food and healthy food. If you eat junk food, your cholesterol, blood pressure, uh, diabetes, all these illnesses will actually hit you. In the same way, there is healthy food, spiritual food, and junk food. Some some of us, we, we, we don't want to enjoy healthy spiritual food. We want just two minutes prayer, uh, two minutes uh, scripture, uh, 30 minutes liturgy. This will never give you healthy spiritual food. You need actually to enjoy, to enjoy the, the prayer. That's why I, what I'm saying, quality, quality. When you pray, enjoy your prayer. Focus on the quality. When you read the scripture, focus on the quality. When you go to church, focus on the quality. You cannot go to church with this mindset. When you will finish? Oh, I want to take 30 minutes for us. No, that's too long. Oh, and the deacon's going to say this long hymn. And all the time you are standing in the church waiting just for the, the end. When you go to movie, if you are going from the first minute in the movie saying, okay, when it will end, when it will end, you, you will not enjoy it. You know? But you go and you enjoy every second, every minute in the movie. That's the mindset we should be in the church. Even in the secular songs. Can you imagine if a secular song that the singer, instead of singing it, just read the words, read the lyrics? Are you going to enjoy it? Of course not. That's why the church chanted the hymns. But because we are so rushed, we want just to finish the liturgy, we don't enjoy the, the Coptic hymnology. Also, the Coptic music is one of the best music. If, if you focus on the music and you enjoy the hymns that are chanted, actually, you will love it. You will love it and will make you uh, live the season. For example, on Good Friday and the Liturgy of Resurrection, the time difference is less than 48 hours. But what actually makes you on Good Friday have certain feeling of 
sorrow and on, on, on um, the resurrection liturgy you are so joyful mm-hmm. it is the hymns of the church it is the music mm-hmm. it's the chanting so don't tell me music has no effect uh, so go with the right mindset you are going to enjoy the liturgy enjoying the liturgy then you will benefit from the liturgy that is the quality that's the quality but if you are going distracted all the time looking at your phone texting emailing surfing the internet looking at the social media all the liturgy you will not benefit anything there is no quality you will not be growing spiritual and with the spiritual rule you will have a sense of achievement oh i finished now the book of Genesis and I understood it and I studied I finished now the book of Exodus this sense of achievement will motivate you more to read more and to understand more and finally you will have this heavenly peace and heavenly joy as the fruit of the spirit so what are the components of the spiritual rule what are the components of the spiritual rule Number one, prayer. We need to speak to God. In order actually to be successful in anything, you need the grace of God. And God will not give you the grace unless you ask for it. He said, ask and you shall receive. (coughs) Knock and it will be opened to you. Yes, many times God gives us without asking but God doesn't want to encourage a wrong behavior so if he gives us without asking several times and we still don't ask then God will say no I will stop giving him so he may learn how to pray and how to stand and pray so of course the, you need to discuss the spiritual rule or canon with your spiritual father but at least yeah, David said seven times every day I'm not going to say seven times but at least morning and night yeah, at least in the beginning of the day and at the end of the day but arrange this with your spiritual father and also comes with the prayer is the divine is the divine liturgy uh, the divine liturgy you need actually to be early in the church You need to be early in the church, enjoying the prayer. It's time to pray. And leave everything behind you. Don't be distracted. Focus on on Christ. Focus on your relationship with the Holy Trinity during the divine liturgy. Mm -hmm. Then, after the liturgy, you will feel that you enjoyed a very joyful spiritual meal. And, of course, by... Uh, partaking of his body and blood. I, I know here as a community we we pray on Saturday, but I know you can drive. I know two hour for the closed church to pray on Sunday, but the day of the Lord is very important. It's one of the Ten Commandment. Uh, you know, in Egypt, the government is not Christian. 
and the weekend is Friday, not Sunday. Yes. But our grand grand grandfathers, they said no, we need to worship on Sunday. And they demanded the right to worship on the Lord's Day. That's why they were given a privilege to go to work late on Sunday in order to pray before going to, the, to, to work. What I'm trying to say here, our grandfathers realized the importance of serving on the Lord's Day. That's why they demanded and they forced the non-Christian government to give them these two hours in order to pray before going to their work. And many times we have the Lord's Day available and we don't go to church. So we need to keep in mind the, the importance of the Lord's Day. This is the day which the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. So prayer, keeping the Lord's Day, also the scripture. In prayer you speak to God. In scripture God speaks to you. And you need actually to say, God, what do you want to tell me? So, to hear the voice of God, read in the scripture. Dedicate every day to read at least one chapter. But if you read three chapters every day, you will finish the whole Bible in one year. If you read one chapter a day, you will finish it in three days, three years. And maybe on the weekend, when you have more time, or in the evening, or whatever, you can dedicate some time to study. So I want to differentiate between just reading and studying and understanding. So we need to dedicate 30 minutes, one hour every week, to study the scripture, so you, you will understand when you are praying, when you are reading the message of God toward you. Also, uh, a spiritual uh, books and a spiritual reading is very important part of our spiritual rule uh, because these are our motivators. For example, if a youth or all of us struggling with life of repentance, I will not find a book better than Life of Repentance and uh, purity by His Holiness Pope Shenouda. It, it, it leads us step by step in the way of repentance. It's, it's a perfect book, can, and it's available also in Arabic and in English. Early Church Fathers, St. Cyril, St. Athanasius, St. John Chrysostom, St. Augustine, you know, uh, their writings is very, very fulfilling and encourage us, motivate us to continue in our spiritual. If you don't like to read, listen to sermons. <coughs> and now, many, many sermons are available on SoundCloud, on YouTube. Many, many sermons are available. Uh, yeah, again, 30 years ago, you have to actually buy uh, cassette tape or CD in order actually to collect some sermons. Now, at the touch of your finger, can download so many sermons and, and listen to them. Fasting, another point in your spiritual rule. Uh, many people actually, yeah, fasting is, is a challenge to many people. I don't know why. Although fasting 
will help you in discipline your body. I discipline my body. When I say to my body, no, don't eat this food, then I can say to my body, no, for any lust of sin. Because I trained my body to listen to my spirit, not the opposite. So fasting is for our benefit. But many of us, we complain about fasting. Uh, I remember when the people returned from captivity during the time of Zechariah. During the time of captivity, they fasted the fifth month, the seventh month, the tenth month, so God can restore them from the captivity. So they went to Zechariah and told him, go and ask God, should we keep fasting? Now we are returning back. Do you know how how God answered them? He told them, when did you fast? Did you fast for me, for my benefit, or for yourselves? Who will benefit from fasting? Is it God or me? And if it is something for my benefit, why I want just to escape it? Unfortunately, many people that don't fast Wednesday and Friday, many people that don't fast the apostles fast, they, they have their own rule for fasting. They don't follow the rule of the church. Uh, serving one another, each one has received a, uh, a gift. Uh, minister to one another. The gift that God gave you, a talent God gave you, God gave you this talent to serve one another. So we need actually to see your talents and every day to serve at least someone by your talent. Be like the good Samaritan, the good Samaritan who actually used his talent to serve this Jewish person who was half dead and half alive. And God every day actually puts in front of you many opportunities to serve others. But just be tuned and take this opportunity and say, now it's my turn to use my talent and make profit uh, by my talent. And again, examining yourself, spending like uh, 10 minutes every night before you sleep to examine yourself how I spent my day. How did I follow my spiritual canon? Uh, what are the sins that I committed today? What are the virtues that I gained today? What I should praise God for and what should I ask God for? No, just 10 minutes. But they actually, like in a business, every night or every day at the end of the day, you see how the business went this day. If, if you don't hold yourself accountable, you will lose your business. In the same way, if you don't uh, give an account of your stewardship every day, you actually, your, your spiritual life will be in high risk. Uh, confession and communion. You need to have a father of confession to guide you and pray for you and lead you step by step. Uh, and everyone has a father of confession, the Pope, the Bishop, the clergy. So everyone has a, a spiritual father uh, to guide us and to lead us in, in our spiritual life. And you need actually to meet with your father of confession regularly, once every uh, month, once every six weeks, just for a quick, uh, like when you go to your physician for regular checkup, you, you just quick 10 minutes, 15 minutes, just uh, to, to, to give 
account of your stewardship before God in his presence. Our tithe, uh, that's actually God uh, give us this money in, in order actually to give back 10% of our money to him. And this is our obligation to him. We need this part of our spiritual canon. And we need to be committed to this. Uh, uh, also, uh, prostrations, especially for the young people who still don't have back problems or whatever, uh, it is fitting to, to worship to God and to prostrate in front of him, uh, before whom the angels and archangels fall down and worship, as we say, and as we read in the book of Revelation, the angels, the archangels, the 24 presbyters, they, they fell down before God and worship. At least, if you don't have any issues with your back, at least in the beginning of the day, make three prostrations when you say, come, let us kneel down, let us ask Christ our God in the first hour of Agbay. At least three prostrations before God. Actually, it is uh, the right thing to do is to worship Him. So, in summary, we are in a race, and you need to have this mindset. If you are following your mood, then you are putting your crowns at a high risk. But if you discipline yourself, and you follow the spiritual canon and the spiritual rule, then you, you are fighting not with uncertainty, but with certainty, not as beating the air, but you know your goal and how to achieve it. It needs a lot of discipline, and it needs the grace of God. So let's ask the grace of God to help us to be disciplined, to follow, to follow the spiritual rule and spiritual canon. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.